Shalom to all. Today's office super staff. Hey, we are starting down over the base, the second to last line, the second word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Yakim Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yasevantif, and Rabbi Usher Anshul, his Nishama should have an Aliyah, and in honor of the Yartet of Rabbi Avram Ben Shima, his Nishama should have an Aliyah, and he should be Melitzesha for his family and all of Klal Yisrael. Now, we had quoted a long Brysa what to do if his father or her mother died right before the wedding, and the Brysa had concluded that no matter what the situation, no being boiled the first time on Friday night or on Maitzah Shabbos. So, Gamar says, Omar Meyer, Benkach, Benkach, Whatever the situation is, lo yevo loy erev Shabbos, loy matzah Shabbos, no being boiled for the first time on erev Shabbos, which means Friday night or on matzah Shabbos. The Gemara explains, vishleim be erev Shabbos. We understand why not to be boiled on erev Shabbos, meaning Friday night, mishum chabura, because that's going to create a wound on her, and we know we're not allowed to make a wound on Shabbos. El be matzah Shabbos, amai loy. Why is a person not to be boiled the first time on matzah Shabbos? It's ready after Shabbos. So Amar Abzeri he answers, hamad alf on top, mishum chashbanis, because of the calculations. The pasuk tells us vidaber daver. We learn from there shaloye he dibur shal Shabbos kedibur shal chayil. A person has to talk about different things on Shabbos and he talks about during the week. A person is not allowed to make chashbainis and different calculations on Shabbos. If they're going to be having the chas and a matzah Shabbos, they're going to be talking about these chashbainis and calculations on Shabbos and it's usher. Is it usher to make chashbainis that have to do with a mitzvah? We're talking about a chasin over here. Both of them say chashbainis and mitzvah. A person is allowed to make chashbainis on Shabbos if they have to do with a mitzvah. And from Rabbi Lazar, says, We're allowed to allocate money for tzedakah for anim on Shabbos if we have a bunch of money in the kapat tzedakah. So we're allowed to say, we're going to give this on you that amount, this on you that amount. And for Amr of Yaakov, Amr of Yechanan, he says, On Shabbos, we're allowed to go to Shul and Beis Medrash in order to deal with communal matters. And for Amr of Yaakov, Amr of Yechanan, We're allowed to deal with Bikoch Nefesh on Shabbos. For Amr of Shmuel Bar-Nachmeni, Amr of Yechanan, On Shabbos, we're allowed to go to palaces in different areas where government ministers are gathered in order to deal with communal matters. And Ratana Debei Menashe, who was taught in Menashe's Beis Medrash, We're allowed to arrange a shidduch for young girl in order to get engaged, and we're allowed to do that on Shabbos. On Shabbos, we're also allowed to arrange for a tutor to teach Torah to a child or to teach him a parnasa. So we see chashbanis and mitzvah are permitted on Shabbos, so making a chashban for the chasana would be permitted on Shabbos as well. So why are they not allowed to get married on Matzah Shabbos? So Alam Rabbi he says, you're right. We have a they might end up shechting an animal. On Shabbos, they're going to be so involved in the preparations for the chasana that's going to be taking place Matzah Shabbos, they might forget that it's Shabbos and actually shecht an animal for the chasana. So I'm like, I told Rabbi if that's really so, if Yom Kippur is going to fall out on Monday, so we should push off Yom Kippur. Perhaps on Shabbos he's going to shecht an animal. Why is that? Well, we know that the day before Yom Kippur we have to have a big suda. And over here, the day before Yom Kippur is on Sunday, which means the day before that is Shabbos. So we should be chushed that he's going to be so involved in his preparations for his suda of Yom Kippur, he's going to end up shechting an animal on Shabbos. So we answer no. Hasim over there, when we're talking about Yom Kippur, the Lanafshe, it's only for himself. He has to worry about his own suda. He's not so preoccupied that he's going to end up shechting an animal on Shabbos. But Hach over here, we're talking about a chasana, de la cherim, other people are going to be coming to that chasana on Shabbos, Tarid, so he is very preoccupied, and he might end up shechting an animal on Shabbos. Inami, alternatively, we could say, Hasam over there by Yom Kippur, Islay Ravcha, he has plenty of time. The suda is not till tomorrow, the suda is not going to be until Sunday, so he still has time to shecht an animal on Shabbos. But Hach over here, when we're talking about a chasana, which is going to be Matze Shabbos, Leslie Ravcha, he doesn't have enough time to shecht it on Matze Shabbos, so we're afraid that he might end up shechting an animal on Shabbos. And Hashad Azlahachi, once we've come to this answer that we're afraid he might end up shechting an animal for the preparation for the Suda, Erev Shabbos Nami. We could say the same thing applies to Erev Shabbos as well, that the reason why he would not be allowed to get married to Erev Shabbos and be boiled on Friday night is Gzeir Shami Yishchepin Eif. Still the same Gzeirah, he might end up shechting an animal. It's possible that the Chasana Suda is going to extend into Shabbos and he might end up shechting an animal, so that's why no getting married Erev Shabbos either. Now let's remember that we had explained that the Chasana needs to be on Wednesday so they could be boiled Wednesday night, and if he suspects that she wasn't a Basula, he's going to be able to run to Bezin the very next day before he calms down. So now the Gemara says, he who they asked the following question, Basula Nisus Birav 
even if Ellis Bereav is a Vesula supposed to get married on Wednesday and they're allowed to have Bia on Wednesday as well. We're not afraid he's going to cool off and calm down in that time in between Wednesday and Thursday when he's going to be going to Bezdin. Or perhaps Vesula needs to be a gets married on Wednesday, but the Bia is not allowed to happen until Thursday, meaning Wednesday night, because we are Chayshesh that that short amount of time in between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday, he's going to cool down and he's not going to go to Bezdin. Therefore, they have to have Bia Wednesday night, which is already Thursday, and then he's not going to cool down by the next morning. So Gemara says, Tashma, we have arrived at Tony Bar Kapara. He taught, Besula needs to be revived, and if else, Bechamishi, a Besula should get married on Wednesday, but have Bia on Thursday. However, never by Brachla Dakim. That's because on Thursday, there's a Bracha for fish. On the fifth day of creation, the fish were blessed, Peru, Urvu, Umilu, Eshamayim, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters, and it's good mazel for them to be boiled on a day that such a Bracha exists. And Almana needs to be Chamishi, and Almana gets married on Thursday, and if else, but she should be boiled on Friday. However, never by Brachla Adam. That's because on Friday, Bracha was said to man, Peru, Urvu. So what do we see from here? Time of Mishon Bracha. The reason why they should have Bia on Thursday is because of this bracha. But because of the fact that maybe he's going to cool down and he's not going to end up going to Bezdin, wouldn't have to be Chayshesh. So that means that technically, putting the bracha to the side, they would be able to have Bia on Wednesday as well. Think about it. Hold on one second. If this bracha that's given to Dagim is so good and that's why we should have Bia on Thursday, she should also be by on Thursday. Because we have this bracha of fish on Thursday. Sigmar says, no. The bracha that's given to man on Friday is much better. And that's what the Chathil and Almana that gets married should have her first Bia on Friday so she can have this bracha la'adam. And the only reason why Basula has to have Bia on Thursday is because of this Bezdin issue. Vinami, alternatively, we could say the reason why an Almana should have Bia Rishayna on Friday is Mishum Shaktu because we have another case of Shaktu. The time you have a bride, why is it they said that Almana should get married on Thursday but have her first Bia on Friday? If you're going to say that she should have the first Bia on Thursday, the next day, which is Friday morning, her new husband is just going to get up and go to work. He already had Bia on Thursday, so Friday morning he's going to get up and go to work as usual. So therefore, the Chum were very conscientious for making it to Kana for B'nai Yisrael, that he should rejoice with her for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos. Thursday is the day of the Chasana, Thursday night, which is Friday, he's by her, so he's not going to get up the next morning right after having Bia and go to work, and Shabbos, he's obviously not going to work, so we have three days of him rejoicing with his new wife. The Gemara asks, what's the difference between Bracha and Shaktu? On one hand, she should have the first Bia on Friday because of Bracha that's given to Adam. On the other hand, the reason why to have the first Bia on Friday is because of Shaktu. What's the difference between these two answers? The difference is, says the Gemara Adam Batal, if this person doesn't have work, if he sits and does nothing and he doesn't have work, so he's not going to be getting up Friday morning to go to work because he doesn't have work. So then technically, a Bia would be allowed to happen on Thursday. Inami, alternatively, we could say, Yontif Shechaliyah's Bar of Shabbos. If Yontif falls out in Erev Shabbos, even if he's a man that does have work, he's not going to be going to work on Friday because that Friday happens to be Yontif. So then also, technically, the Bia would be able to happen on Thursday. And once we had a member from Bar we have another one. Tarsh Bar he dashed in the following the deeds that Sadiqim do is greater in a way than Shemaim and Arts being created. In regards to when Shemaim and Arts were created, it says in the Pasik, Afi Yadi Yasta Aretz, my hand says Hashem laid the foundation of the earth, Vimini and my hand spread out the Shemaim. But in regards to the handiwork of Sadiqim, what does it say? The foundation of your dwelling place that you made Hashem, Mikdash, which is the Mikdash, Hashem Kanuyadecha. Hashem, your hands, plural, established it. So we see that about the Mikdash, which was set by Hashem, but it was built by Tzadikim, uses a plural Lashon, Yadecha, your hands, Hashem, whereas when it talks about the creation of Shemaim and Aretz, it only uses the singular hand. The Gemara says, that's not true. Heishem Bavli Echad, a certain Babylonian respond to this, Reb Chia he says, we have a different passage that tells us, his hands fashioned the dry land. So we see that with the creation of land, we do use the Lashon of hands. The Gemara says, no, that's not a Raya. The Pasuk is written as Yadai, 
implying that we're only talking about one hand. It might be read as Yadav talking about hands, but the way that it's written is Yadai, only one hand. As the Gemara Vaksev, the Pasuk says, Yatsaru, they fashioned, they created. So it seems like we're talking about two hands, not one. So Amar Nachem Reitzlak, he says, no, Yatsaru, that's Ba'isav. Yatsaru is talking about the fingers. The fingers of one hand created it. Kedachsev, we have a Pasuk that says, Ki Shamecha, when I see your Shamayim, my say Etzba'isecha, the handiwork of your fingers, Yerech Lekachav Mashakananta, the moon and the stars that you had set. So we see the Shemaim and Arts was really only created with one hand, not two. Maybe we ask a question. The Pasuk says, Hashemaim is Sapim Kavayd Kel, Umase Yodov Magid Harakia. The Rakia speaks about the Maisim of his hands. So we see that Shemaim and Arts were created with hands, not just with a hand. So the Gemara says, No, Hachikamar, this is what the Pasuk is saying. Masidem Shal Tzadikim, Mi Magid. Who talks about the Maisim of Tzadikim? The Rakia, the heavens, talk about the Maisim Yodayim of Tzadikim. So the Pasuk is talking about Tzadikim, not Hashem. Umaynihu, and what exactly are these deeds that the Shemaim is talking about? Matar, rain. We know that when Tzadikim daven for rain, so then it rains. That is, in essence, the Shemayim talking about the Maes Yodayim of Tzadikim. And another Joshua from Bar Kapara. Darsh Bar Kapara, what's Pshat in the Pasuk? So loosely translated, this means that you should have a shovel along with your weapons. And this is a mitzvah that when we go out to war, not only do we take our weapons with us, but we also have to take a shovel. So if we have to leave camp to use the bathroom, we take that shovel and cover over what we just did. But now we're going to be understanding the Pasuk a little bit differently. A Yaseid literally is a peg or a sharp implement. And the way we would understand the Pasuk is, I'll take don't read it along with your weapons. You should have a sharp implement on your ear. If a person hears something which is not fitting, he hears hari, hears something improper, he should take his finger and put it in his ear. This is exactly what Rebbe Lazar said. Why is it that a person's fingers are like yasedais, like pegs, like something sharp? The Gemara asked, my time, and Rebbe Lazar wants to know why fingers are shaped like they are. If he's asking why is it the fingers are separate as opposed to being webbed and connected? Well, the reason why they need to be separate is because every single finger is needed for something else. We have a memra, zeres. A zeres is the pinky finger. The reason why we need an individual pinky finger is because the chayshen was measured by a zeres. And zukmitza, the ring finger, the fourth finger, is called the kmitza, and that's how the kain was able to take the kmitza of a mincha. And zuama, the middle finger, is called the ama. That's the way we measure in ama from the elbow into the tip of the middle finger. And zuetzba, this is the forefinger. The forefinger has to be separate because that's how a kain does hazah of dam. He dips his finger into the dam and he sprinkles it. And zagudal, this is the thumb. The thumb also has to be separate. It can't be connected because we know that we use thumbs in the base of Mikdash. A Mitzayri gets blood on his thumb. So it's obvious that the fingers need to be separate from each other. What's Rebelezer saying? So Gemara says, no, why is the fingers are pointy like Yisedais, like pegs? Fingers technically could be square. And the reason why fingers are shaped like they are is if a person hears something which is not fitting, hears Lashon Har, something improper, so then he could take his finger, which is sharp and pointy, and put it in his ear, so then he can't hear anything. Why is it the entire ear is hard? It's very hard cartilage. And the tail, which means the lobe of the ear, Raka, is very soft. Why is it like that? Because the person hears something which is improper, he can take the lobe and fold it into his ear so now he doesn't listen to the Lashon Hara. And one more, a person should not allow his ears to hear because the ear is the thing which is burned more easily than all the other Evarim. who asked the following question, is the first Bia allowed to be done on Shabbos? Now, even though we mentioned previously the first Bia is not 
allowed to be done on Shabbos? Over here, we're asking, do we actually pass them like that with halacha? So let's just try to understand a little bit where this question is coming from. A basula has a membrane which gets torn the first time she has bia, and blood comes out because of that. That's called dam basulem. Now, we know it's usher to make a chabura, a wound on Shabbos. The question is whether this is really a wound. Now, what are the two sides of the question? Do we say dam mifkat pocket that the blood is really just gathered inside of her, and when he's bail her and that dam basulem comes out, he's just releasing the blood, but he's not making a wound? Or do we say that the blood is connected to her and the only way to get the blood out is by making a wound? Even if you want to say that the blood is really just gathered inside of her and it's not considered like making a wound when she starts bleeding, we still have two ways to analyze it. Do we say that he wants the blood to come out and then it's permitted to have this bia? Or do we say that he wants to make a Pesach right now and therefore it would be Usr? Because if he's making a Pesach, that's like building on Shabbos and it's Usr to build on Shabbos. Even if you want to say that he just needs the blood and the Pesach that he's making is really just coming on its own, we still have two different ways to analyze it. Do we say that if one did an action on Shabbos and in the course of doing so, he also did a malacha. For example, he dragged a bench across the dirt and in the process made a ditch. Reb Shimon says it's mutter. Rabbi Huda says it's usr. So even if you want to say that Dama's Mifkat Pocket is just gathered, he's not making a chabura when he's being bail her, and this Pesach that he's making when he's being bail her is just something that's coming as an aside. On one hand, if we pass in like Rabbi Shimon, the Dabr is mutter, so then this would be mutter. But if we pass in like Rabbi Huda, the Dabr is usr, so then this would be usr. And the Gemara continues, even if you want to say halachah Rabbi Yehuda, then halachah like Rabbi Yehuda, the Dabr Shemeshavin is usr, we still have two different ways of looking at it. Mekalkal who ate Salah Pesach, or Metakin who ate Salah Pesach. When he's making this Pesach, is that considered like a kilkel? Is it like he's ruining something? Or is it like a tikkun? Is he doing something good? Rabbi Huda only asers Davrash Ein Meschavin if it's a tikkun, if something beneficial is happening, but not if it's a kilkel, if something's getting ruined. So on one hand, it's a tikkun for him to be bail her and create this opening. But on the other hand, for her, it's a kilkel, because now she loses her status as a basula, which is more chashav in certain aspects than a non-basula. So we just analyzed the case from many different angles, but we had started out by saying the dam is mifkad pocket. It's just gathered inside of her and it's being released, but it's not a chabura. But we have another way of looking at it as well. Some say, if you want to say that the blood really is connected to her and therefore the only way the blood is coming out is by way of a chabura, we still can say, do we say that he needs the blood and then it would be usher to be bail her on Shabbos because that's a chabura? Or perhaps when he's having bia, he's just really trying to have pleasure and he's not trying to make a Pesach and therefore would be permitted to have bia on Shabbos. If you want to say, that he's really just trying to have pleasure and the blood's just coming out on its own and he doesn't have kavana to make a wound, do we say that even if you want to say when he's making this chabura, is that considered a kilkul and then would be permitted? Or do we say that making this chabura is considered a tikkun and then would be usr? Even if you want to say that it's makalkal b'chabura, it's considered making a kilkul and therefore technically it should be permitted, in regards to being makakal on Shabbos, do we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, and then in this case it would be permitted, 
Or are we machmir and do we paskin like Reb Shimon and say that Kilkel is usher on Shabbos? So we have many different ways of analyzing whether or not Bia is permitted for the first time on Shabbos. The bottom line is, the question is, is it permitted or not? So the Gemara answers, Bebe Rav, in the base marriage of Rav Amri, they would say, Rav Shari Ushmul Asar. The Rav permits it, but Shmuel says that it's Asar. Ben Arda Amri and Arda, they would say, the Rav Asar Ushmul Shari. The Rav Asars and Shmuel permits. And over Nachmar Yitzchak, he says, Vesimonich, how can you remember which one says what? El Mekin Latman, Ve'el Mekin Latman. Each one is makel for themselves. Narda is a place where Shmuel lived, so they pask in the corner to Shmuel, and therefore they quoted Shmuel saying that it's permitted to be Baal Betchil B'Shabes. In the base marriage of Rav, which is obviously Rav's place, and they're going to pask and click Rav, so they quoted Rav being the Mekel one and Shmuel being the Machmer one. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up continuing to talk about this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.